Dre, creator and co-host. There you go. My name's David. I'm the D-Rob, Admiral, whatever you want to call me. So the host. They call me co-host, but I'm the real. Too host. long. Um, and yeah, this is the Perspective Podcast. So pretty much, let me give you a quick background of how this whole thing came about. So we were sitting at the bar just talking shit, like we always do. Every time we get together, we sit down, talk, have everyday conversations. I was having about an intellectual everything. conversation. Yeah, fuck what he talking about. Um, was, was we were sitting down just having conversations, and you know, I was like, ah, shit, you know, why not put this out there? We talk about everyday shit every day. Um, it's a lot of people who think like us, you know, so why not talk about it? Why not get it out there? Yeah, but you know, I said no. Yeah, you did. Like how many times? A lot. Exactly. But look Again, at you I'm now. still here. Yeah, because you know you wanted to be a part. Mm. So um, he did all of that, and then I actually went out and got other people to be a part of our team. And that's when I got Eli, our director, Shannon, our editor, and Ty, our sound engineer. You know, great tape. Definitely can't wait to uh, definitely get this this information out here for y'all. So yeah, so that's pretty much how we started out. You know, this is our first episode, our pilot episode. So stay tuned. It's a lot to come. So why don't you tell them a little bit about this part, uh, the perspective? What is it about? So the perspective is pretty much a tongue-in-the-cheek, no holds bar conversation between everyday people just doing everyday everyday things. You know, we just sit down and want to talk about different shit through different different lenses. I come from. A younger perspective and I come from a little bit older than that younger perspective <laughs> um, so yeah so that's pretty much what it is man we just here just talking shit you know drinking a little bit smoking some hookah having some guests in you know as we sit down and just have our conversations so the big thing I can't believe we are we're here absolutely you know we've been talking about this for months in our, our inaugural episode first episode we here let's do this you ready yeah I'm here man let's go Alright, so um, before we get into it and before we get into the main topic and our guest speaker, um, let's talk about our DM slap. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. The DM slap. I'm glad you brought that up. So this is like my favorite part, guys. Um, the DM slap is basically which one of our audience members has slid in the DMs with us this last week and we're going to talk about whatever you bring up. This person I think is really good. Um, in Instagram, we had at Mahogany Girl, and she said, take sex out of the equation, and you will truly see if you're compatible with someone or not. Dre, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts kind of conflict. Honestly. I believe that, yeah. <laughs> it just depends on the level of compatibility we're talking about. How are, we talk- are we talking about somebody that I'm just looking to have sex with? I'm looking for just a quick nut, or I'm, I'm looking for somebody sure. to sit down and like vent to, or I'm looking for somebody to build with, you know, have a whole relationship with, marry one day. I would almost say, since she said take sex out of the equation, it mm-hmm. would be the latter. Oh, the the latter. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I mean, you don't remember what you said, do you? Nah, <laughs> I really don't. It's okay. You said basically, it's someone you want to sit down and talk with and cuddle with. Yeah, somebody that I just want to sit down and cuddle with. Yeah, um, so if you take that out of the equation, I do think you can still find well, let's, find out if you're Let's take it to the next level. I think this person is probably talking about a relationship. I want to be in a relationship okay. with someone. I've been having sex and all these other things, but it's not working. So if I get rid of sex and we do everything else, we're talking, we're conversing, um, will I understand if we're compatible or not? I think so. I definitely do. Um, and for the simple fact that if we said that we're doing all that, I, we got to be compatible in some type of way, you know? I'm spending my time with you. I'm giving you my time. I could be out here fucking any and everybody else. I believe that. But I think the biggest thing is you have to look at, yeah, we're compatible, but isn't sexual compatibility like a part of the equation? Like, I, I get it. Let's take it out of the equation. 
But what if you get together, y'all are like having some of the best conversations about NAFTA and the Third Amendment, and no one really knows what the Third Amendment is, but I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get together, you go upstairs, and she got on like granny panties. <laughs> she got them rollers in her head. Uh-huh. What you going to do then? <laughs> How much did I have to drink? I don't know. Because y'all was too busy talking about the new trade agreement with China. Yeah, but I mean, was that over drinks? No, yeah. it was um, over water. All just aside, though. Well, no, this isn't joking. <laughs> all just aside, um, this I, do, I, I do think I, I'll still be there um, just for the simple fact that if I find you compatible, then I'm definitely going to find you compatible outside of sex. So. And I think that that sex is part of the compatibility. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think if we're going to go that whole Steve Harvey act like a man, think like a woman. Wait, no, it's think like a man, act like a woman. Oh. Or I just think said like it's the same woman. thing, just back, right? <laughs> it's okay. Uh, whatever it is, if you're going to think like a man, act like a woman. There, there you go. Um, you can get rid of sex for the first days, however many you want to do, and see your compatibility there, and then determine where you want to go. Right. But this isn't no 18, 19, 20-year-old relationship, right? right? Like, we're grown men and women. Sex is part of it. Doesn't need to be on the first date. I don't know. No side of said I don't. Yes or no, I just said I don't know. Right. But I think a lot of times people are trying to get into relationships and they are just having sex. And the next thing you know, the only thing you have in common with each other is the sex. So now y'all are what? Sliding to each other's DMs, hitting each other up at one, two, three in the morning. Right, but I also think that that comes from not even trying to understand it, a level of competitiveness. Well, that's just coming at it straight from straight what if, what if they marry? And that's the by that's the only time you can like talk to them. That, that shit ain't gonna last. Or is that a whole nother topic? <laughs> that's, that's definitely a whole nother topic. Um, but you know, since this is gonna be a topic for another episode, let's go ahead and bring in our guest speaker. Um, today we have our politician. We're gonna talk about politics. We uh, for the 2020 election, and we have our guest. Speaker, the recorder of deeds of the city of St. Louis, Mr. Michael Butler. So let me give his intro. Mike is a Democrat. He's a recorder of deeds for the city of St. Louis. He's from the loop, so you can't go wrong there. He was first elected to recorder in 2018. Uh, Before that, he represented the city of St. Louis in District 79 in the Missouri House of Representatives from 2012 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, he also serves as the chair of the Democratic Central Committee, which is the Democratic Party of St. Louis City, and is the city's sixth ward committee man. Now, some of his prior experience, it includes serving as a legislative aide, a legislative assistant, and educating the St. Louis public school system, and as a manager at the home office of Walmart stores in Bentonville, Arkansas. He holds a bachelor's degree in business from an A&M that's not Florida. I'm <laughs> still an HBCU. I guess, yeah, woo, woo, we love HBCUs. We do, but it's not FAMU. Um, but there he was. Oh, you Okay. The illustrious University we don't know of Maryland Eastern Shore. Shore. Yeah. Yeah, find it on the map. <laughs> he served as the SGA president, board of trustee member. He holds his master's degree in public affairs from the University of Missouri-Columbia in St. Louis, Missouri. We call it Mizzou. Y'all know what that is. Before we start, Mike, I'm going to give you a chance to shout out your family because he just had some exciting news, so I'll let Mike start. Hello. You to go into it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me here. Yo, yo. Um, so, just, I'm here. Here you go with them damn just had, uh, Oh, I didn't do three, so yo, 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 then. <laughs> shout out to the Captains, the family first. Absolutely. Captain Alpha South Attorney Incorporated. Here you go. Start also to my wife and kids. We just had a, 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 a four-week-old, four one-month-old okay. at, uh, at home, man. Congratulations. So, congratulations. Be here. congratulations. That's a blessing. Get me out the house. 
I know David gave a quick little bio, like, but let the people know who you are. Like, give a true, like, yeah, understanding. Yeah, that bio made me sound real good, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, who I really am, I'm just uh, a young kid from the south side of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Grew up all around St. Louis for real, but my family's mostly from South City. Um, and what my parents got divorced when I was nine. That's probably the most important thing to have me as a kid, because then that just uh, changed my entire perspective about life. I would love my dad, and right. uh, when. You know, we were not in the same household that really made me more independent and mm-hmm. ended up just moving around a lot o- over my young years. And who I am is somebody who's always just morphing to what's best uh, for uh, uh, success and what, what I need to do to be successful. Went off to college, always went to go to HCU. I mean, I, I went to HCU, you guys saw Drumline back. Yeah, Drumline yeah. came out when I was a senior in high school. Okay, okay. So I wanted to go to Florida State, oh. and then Drumline came out, and I thought about Florida A&M. That's but they weren't coming off of that money. So oh, it's Alabama. I did I, 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 I think you made the right choice. That is. No, nobody want to go to Florida. That's okay, real. so nope. That's, that's real. He literally said he wanted to go there. No, and no, they no. Gave him the money. But by the time I ended the senior year, it was like, nah. Yeah, because so, they didn't want to come up off the money. Don't nobody want to walk I, the hills. I get at the illustrious Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. You got to hold on to that game. I get it. I will say this though, being in the South really morphed me because uh, mm-hmm. being from the Midwest yep. and then going you know, to college in the South, I really feel like I got a little Southern charm uh, exactly. uh, from there. And then I came back home, worked at Walmart, came back home, ran for office, and it's been a blessing. Now I'm just a family man who wants to do right by the community and build a build a, a, a nice society that my where my girls will be able to grow up in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, Mike, you know, he was a little shadow about himself. He forgot to mention that he is an owner. Let's go with shadow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is an owner of Open Concept. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about that a little so, bit. A year ago, I uh, had this idea to open a bar. Came home from Jefferson City, working in Jefferson City as a state legislator. And that's been a hell of a ride. Just uh, this my, I say it's my one shot of getting rich. Mm-hmm. If this don't work, I'm just gonna have to work good jobs. Oh, you know, I don't know bar open concept. It's the only open bar concept in the entire uh, entire country yeah. where you pay ten dollars per hour and you drink as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been going very well. I, yes, you know, it has. I see some regulars in the uh, in the building right yeah, now. Yeah, I see them too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, he just had a one year anniversary. You know, so definitely shout outs to Mike. Thank and you. it's a great time every time we go down, always support. So Mike, we're about to do this. Okay, it's the election season, so we that's why you're on here. We're yep. talking about elections. Um, I wanted to start off with like, you know, what's going on with Trump? Why Trump? What should we know about Trump? But I don't want to insult the audience out there because who cares about Trump? So the real question I think we should start off with is like, why Biden? You know, why should we vote for Biden? You know, that's a very good question. Um, I know. Why Biden? I think, when I think about that, I think first about black voters in South Carolina. And uh, when Biden was running in the primary, mm-hmm. um, those older black voters in South Carolina, and then I think Nevada, really kind of chose Biden for us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and really set the stage for black voters for the rest of the country. We technically never got to choose in Missouri because... The race was over by the time we got to Missouri. About four or five weeks later, yeah. Elizabeth Warren pulled out like two days before um, before uh, it got to our state. And then Kamala Harris had pulled out a week before. Mm-hmm. And two, two or three weeks before that, uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar pulled out. So why Biden is, Biden was 
a good supporter of Barack Obama. That'd be the number one reason for that, yes, that a lot of black voters in South Carolina and Nevada went went to. Baby, he's baby, you know he I, did the Barack. You can hear people say it's like, yeah, you know, if you're looking at folks who are better for black folks, and you can't uh, a, a, a white guy who'd been in the Senate for thirty years getting behind a young black guy was really there yeah. in a sense there. Their uh, their parameter around hey that's the number one reason I think I think that Biden represents right now a lot of what Trump isn't mm-hmm. I think also Biden talks a good game on uh, on, on some futuristic policy is- I- I- initiatives like redo- undoing the Clinton crime bill that he supported in the past um, supporting appointing black judges picking a, a vice presidential candidate that's an African American female. And a member of a sorority, um, and you know, she went to an HBCU. Went to HBCU. I mean, I think that he he's showing us that he's got he's he's got some chops, and that he he's he's thinking about us. But um, when it comes to like a policy reason, mm-hmm. I'll be the first to say, as a Democrat, as a Democrat leader, you can't point to it yet. The it, the, the verdict is still out, okay. but there's no doubt that I'm going to vote for Biden. A lot of folks are going to vote for Biden, but this election seems to be more about. Uh, where you stand on Trump, and not necessarily where you stand on the issues, and that worries me. That absolutely worries me. But I think uh, what I'm hearing from voters is folks are saying that that's more important than having some kind of direct policy agenda right now. But isn't it just as important? Like, I feel like if I at least can get Biden in, it's more there, important. Go ahead. I know that he's going to put like someone who graduated above the seventh grade level as Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah, that's important. But I hate to elect anyone. And this, I'm talking about the head of my party right yeah. now, the guy who's going to leave. I had to let anyone with a blank slate without not knowing what their policy, uh, what their policy desires are. We know where we know where Biden could stand on the issues, mm-hmm. but he has not really articulated a policy agenda, especially a policy agenda for Black America. Right. So I mean, I, I've been I've been very vocal lately on I don't like the Democrat strategy of I'm not Trump. I'm different from Trump. Right. I'm better than Trump because that's for me. That's kind of a lazy policy agenda to say. Well, when I get in, as long as I don't do what he did, I'm gonna be better. And I don't think black folks really have a lot to benefit from uh, just four years of better than Trump because Trump was set the bar too low. So if we just get a little bit better, that's not gonna. We're gonna have new conversations now. What I hear a lot of my activist friends say, a lot of people that's in D.C. that they're gonna hold him accountable. That they're gonna that they're gonna make him go further than what he has. And I know they are, and I know they're gonna work hard. But I know that they would even admit that they don't know exactly what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So okay, so them holding them accountable, right? Um, and you said that you do believe that that's going to happen. Like you 100% believe that that they are going to hold him accountable. Oh yeah. The the be- I would say the beauty about now in, in, in a Biden presidency presidency rather than a Clinton presidency, who was the only the, the last white male Democrat president we had, would be that the infrastructure for Black political power in D.C. and in certain cities across the country, including St. Louis, much different, much better. Mm-hmm. Our infrastructure is not centered around. Congress people and black elected officials. It's that's part of it, but a major part are the uh, operative organizations and PACs that are in DC and across the country, a few cities across the country, maybe about 10 or so cities across the country. The Black Lives Matter movement for black lives that is much more powerful um, than it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So yes, they're gonna work their butt off. And they're okay. these are very smart people. 
people who are smarter than a lot of black elected officials, okay. people who actually should be elected, who are who have um, a direct focus on one or two issues that are gonna, I think they're gonna be successful. How successful, we don't know. I'll say this, at the beginning of the primary, I really wanna meet this person, I don't know who it was. I, didn't, I haven't had time to research it because my wife's been pregnant. Remember we were talking about reparations? Yeah. Like the first like two months of the, of the Democratic primary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you freaking imagine that? We just, mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, I don't know who no. started that conversation, who had that all over CNN, but because because some of whoever did it made themselves anonymous because nobody still knows, but there was a reparations movement for like literally six was, months. Yeah. And then it you stopped. Know yes. And then it stopped. It stopped and Biden became the nominee. <laughs> now, let's, so let me not go too far. Uh-oh. But, Uh-oh. But yeah. Real talk. If that was how far we were getting, like right. I, that lets me believe in a movement for black lives and a lot of different organizations that are push that like I said that I know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna speak to uh, the movement they're gonna be there for it they're gonna speak the issues they're gonna be strong for us and not gonna compromise on a lot of things I just don't know exactly what they're gonna get out of a Joe Biden well I was gonna say so that instead of us not voting for Trump mm-hmm. or voting for Biden is another way to look at this election as look, both these men in their late 70s <laughs> so mo- most likely based off of Americans' average age, and I'm sure they're gonna check back and tell me what that age is, they're not gonna make it. So now let's look at the vice presidents. So uh-huh. now we have Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. the senator from California, yeah. and you have Mike Pence. Uh-huh. So are we really deciding between those two? I don't, I'm sorry, cool. I don't mean to cut you off, but before we even get into that, let's talk about the flat I was gonna say. <laughs> Ooh, that's awkward because that fly did not know it was attracted to so much shit. I thought I think God is sending us so many messages. That was symbolism, yeah, this campaign, right? It was symbolism. Like if you, it, it, all the Republicans who believe in Jesus, like if you don't believe in these, in these, you know, the president getting COVID a month before the, ele- the election day, and, you know, in a fly. <laughs> I mean, if you don't believe in these like messages, the the universe, if you or, Look, the or God is sending us like like don't man, do come it. on. I mean, come on. Don't so do it. I say no. I, I don't think that. I think that we are, we should, and we are looking at what's coming in 2024. Right. Okay. I don't imagine Joe Biden or Donald Trump are going to croak over in four years. Okay. The presidents get the best doctors in the world. They get, they get they get the best vacations in the world, too. Let's be real. They work hard. But Donald Trump has had the best four-year vacation anyone has ever seen. He's a big like, president. Dude, dude is this. really not working like Barack Obama. No. Like, right. He ain't, he ain't, he keeps... And, and part of maybe it's how they say, hey, you take one day on, six days off. Like, that's, right. I mean, um, so no, I don't imagine they're going to, but I do imagine, I, I am pretty sure this will be the last president we'll have from that generation. Yes. Okay. Um, I, and, and like a lot of things in this country, if you look at corporate America, I look at like, or unions or um, non, the nonprofit sector, unfortunately for our um, parents' generation, they're really getting skipped over. Yep. Mm-hmm. And our grandparents are kind of handing the world over to us. Right. While our parents have waited 10, 20, 30 years in director and VP positions to become a CEO, I, I've been seeing at least, especially like in politics, where that, uh, what's the generation? Baby boomers and the uh, millennials, I guess. Is yeah, June. like David, David generation. That's <laughs> what you're saying. That's pretty much where you go. Uh, <laughs> So we're gonna they, do get, they get passed okay, over. So, so the thing is, 
is is the next president is it gonna be from our parents generation or is it gonna be from our generation right and i don't know i like aoc i think if aoc run for president i think she gonna set this thing on fire i think that lady is super talented i like um I mean, I think Elizabeth Warren is dope, but she's she's now she's a little in that seventy range yeah. now. So, but I, I mean, I don't agree with everything AOC uh, does. I, I haven't always agreed with you know her. I don't always I like her tactics, but I don't have to always agree with exactly what she says. But I think the lady is super. I, mean, I don't say like the Congresswoman is super talented. Oh, she shit. represents. Like our generation, she came extremely in real well. fiery. And yes, she ready. Like, let's and, do this. And I think the the populace, other than those seventy year olds who came through the civil rights movement, feel like everything's better. Feels that way, man. They really feel like, hey, so, we need we need some change. Like, people are angry. So, so I want to I want to throw this out there because we could be talking about national politics all day, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we are in the city of St. Louis. We are. What do we need to be focusing on in the city of St. Louis? Because this year, I don't think there's no mayoral race. Uh, I think you have Kim Gardner. Yeah. Who, who she's she's coming up for re-election, but let's be real, she's going to win. Yeah. In and then you have Cori Bush, just mm-hmm. one, who's a state rep. Again, she's going to be elected in November, but let's be real, she don't want. So like, what should we be focusing on from a local standpoint? We August elections and the primaries just passed, and those are really the the... the the important primaries before the March election. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we should be focused. So we have seven out of the nine citywide in the city of St. Louis are African-Americans. Okay. Uh, we should definitely be focused on getting the most important one, which is the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how much a mayor's, a, a black mayor across the country has helped with black business, with black uh, employment in Atlanta, in DC, in Dallas, in, in, in plenty of other municipalities. We had a black mayor here in St. Louis that was from the community. I mean, things were different. My daddy was a black business owner, he still is. Okay. And the difference with he, with how much money he made when it was a black mayor compared to not is, is drastically I was different. about to say, I think I was a kid, I remember Mayor Freeman Bosley Jr. Yes. And then was Steve, what was the next mayor? Steve Harmon. Steve Harmon, I about to say, I, I don't think I was living in St. Louis when he became mayor. He was the police chief, though. That was correct. Okay. That's correct. And then he did his thing. We yeah. haven't, I mean, we've been a, we've been pretty much a black city since Mayor uh, Freeman Bosley right. was mayor, and we haven't had a black mayor in 20 years now. So it's tough. And, and a lot of issues I, I say that surround our city are, are black issues in the black community. We need a black mayor. Uh, so the mayor's office is very important. I think it's also important to look at the census. Right now, between now and November, and make and, and seeing if we can't get a some some Democratic statewide to peek through, especially like a governor, the um the, you know the census is very important because is it too late to fill out the census? It's not too late. Just okay. gotta send it to the end of the month, October. So if you haven't filled out your census yet, if you if you listening, go online and go ahead and fill it out. It only takes you three minutes. I've done it in three minutes. That's all it, it took me. Census.org, I guess census.gov. Yeah. Um, please fill out your census because in the city of St. Louis, it's pretty much predicted that African Americans will no longer be the most populated race in the city of St. Louis. It will no longer be a black city, possibly, oh, wow. in 2021 okay. if enough people don't fill out their census. But it's possible that enough black folks have moved from St. Louis City to the county and to St. Charles, where we're no longer a majority black city or, or a major black city. So we that that that's gonna really play in the mayor's race and a lot of races moving forward, especially with redistricting coming up right after the mayor's race. 
if we don't have as many African Americans in the city, they don't have to draw as many African American districts. Okay. So my question to you is, um, for somebody who doesn't, who didn't grow up here, who really don't know too much about the politics, right? Mm -hmm. What advice can you give somebody to, you know, who just moved here, um, mm -hmm. is considered a transplant? Uh, I hate that word. I hate that word. But go ahead. Um, he don't look like a transplant. No, uh, I'm not for real. I would say yeah. I'm definitely not from here. I'm from. Which <laughs> the, is dope. I'm from the Chocolate City. Ah, the Chocolate City, ah. Washington D.C. <laughs> grew up in the Southeast. Just to let you know for Here all the viewers. Yeah. Um, but what what type of advice or Shout what type out of to DMV? No, DC. Um, let me know what type what type of information or where can I go to find some type of information about the local um, races mm. and the local government. Um, seeing as though that I came here, you know, I moved here. Now mm -hmm. I have a permanent address here. You mm -hmm. know, what information can you tell me about the Are local you registered to vote here? Absolutely, okay. I'm, I'm definitely registered everywhere okay. I go. Okay. Out, that's one of the first things I do before I even change my address. I always register to vote. That's so I think if you're just trying to find information, just I think you, you can definitely go to stoelections.com. <laughs> that's the Board of Elections website. Um, that'll be that'll give you a lot of the. Um, you know, the book, the textbook information you need to know about how, you know, the government is structured and when, when elections come up. But if you're trying to learn politics right. <laughs> here in St. Louis, we're very much a Chicago style, New York style politics. Right. Vote um, early and vote often. Yes, what they say in Chicago. I'm not, <laughs> right. not going to say that I did that. <laughs> no, we don't. Right. You know, we don't uh, condone that. I think that... Um, you get you can't be it, what we have here. You can, it can't be taught in a textbook, and it's, okay. there's a lot of stuff that goes in between, and that's everywhere. But a lot here in St. Louis, it goes in between those words you see on stoelections.com. But if, so if you want to get information past, uh, you know what you can find online, you absolutely have to get involved in volunteering in the organization. But that's anywhere. That's in Kansas City. That's in Boston. That's in D.C. Right. You gotta get you gotta get important, and it doesn't have to be an elected official like my campaign. Right. It could be just a, a nonprofit organization like Ashton St. Louis, or, or or just get involved with somebody's campaign or somebody's uh, somebody's nonprofit. But if you want to just go online, look at stlelections.com. That's your that's goal, bro. Give it the mic. Stop cheating. You know, I'm the hookah hog, and I'm about to ask my <laughs> question. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I can tell you what I love about this time right now. Y'all gotta love. These are some of the best commercials on TV right now. I, I'm like locking my door tonight and wishing that I could turn on my uh, ADT system because I'm like, I don't know, Jill Shoot might come get me or Ann Wagner, <laughs> she lurking outside with the new bill or something. I, I'm scared, I don't know. And I like Nicole Galloway. Yeah. Yeah, but she might be outside after me, according to these commercials. Huh? Yeah, that's what it turns out to be. <laughs> That's a message in that phone. Oh, wow. But I love black women. But still, I love black women, too. Oh, Lord. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, you know, oh, oh, I done oh, made this. You did. You just dug yourself a hole. Yeah. Uh, you I'm going to smoke my hookah and let them talk about scary white women. <laughs> um, no, yeah. this is for Mike, not you. Okay. What's up? So, oh, uh, no, the why, commercials, like, I think. Yeah, these commercials. Y'all, y'all like, go for the jugular. Like, the yeah, that's, so we get that's to the next day. There's an old saying that all politics is local. I think that's changed since 2016. Like, okay. all politics is national. It's, okay. They're funded like, by the Yes, a lot of those parties. commercials are national. National PACs and organizations funding these TV commercials. And they're coming at you with... The campaigns really don't go negative anymore. Like if, I, if me and you ran a campaign, you ran a campaign, we don't, we'll, we'll just talk about what we believe in, 
but um, the, the 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 pack groups are the ones that end up going, <laughs> they end up uh, being being negative. So Thanks, that's Sharon. what you really see. Taking out our life, we definitely appreciate. Nah, that was that was that was the mo- there was a move right there. It's like <laughs> we're talking about dark money, right? right. We're talking about dark money. And that's what it is the dark money that um that because nobody can track it. So. It, uh, I don't really see you see some I saw Ann Wagner had like a direct negative ad against Joe Shoot this mm-hmm. time around but they only do one at a time and uh, I will say this too the other thing is uh, inside baseball thing with policies is a lot of consultants make money off that like they'll, yes. they'll get a kickback on on like on TV buys and stuff like this so you're gonna see a whole bunch of radio buys TV buys from now to November 3rd because that's big money that's big money right now that's where it's at so We've talked about the politician. You know, I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) He is a hog. Let me get the rub in his head and get the scratch. Let's talk about voting. Um, Because let me say this first. Voting's not going to save us. As a politician, I I make this clear when I talk, because people don't usually have politics to say this, especially a month before the election. But let's be clear voting is not going to save us. Voting will help us. Voting absolutely helps us. But voting ain't going to save us. There's a lot of things that go on in our community that are oppression. There's other things that are, that's just us. So and you're saying. Starting businesses and, and, and getting your stuff right, getting your credit good. Mm-hmm. Voting ain't going to never change that. You know, uh, helping your kids with their homework, uh, you know, getting your kid a little summer job, cleaning up, you know, giving your, your cousin start a business, making sure one of your cousins is an attorney. The other one is a police officer, and the other one it works in corporate America. That's stuff that all of the minority groups do that we don't. Okay. And voting can't change. Voting ain't gonna change that. So we have to be an active participant in our democracy. And what I'm hearing is, yeah, you need to get out to vote, but like, what else do you do? Do you visit the actual businesses that you live around? Are yes. you creating those businesses that you live around? Um, are you what else, Dre? Just getting the like you said, supporting them. Like I think that's the biggest thing that we need to do. We have to continue to support the black businesses and start our own black businesses. You know, yes. Um, I definitely. That's why we started the podcast. You know? mm-hmm. We definitely mm-hmm. want to get the perspective out. Oh, there. Shoot. So do we qualify for one of those black-owned business loans? Yeah, uh, we probably do. But we need yeah. to. Okay, let's send that in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, director, editor. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so we need that. We need some money. Uh, <laughs> But definitely, um, I definitely do. But no, but I'm gonna go back to man. Why am I gonna vote? Voting don't do nothing. So I and I let it go back to. I think like when I hear my my, my cousins and my I see. I, so I hear a lot of cousins say right now, they um they're getting out to vote because we got they can't the same stand vote. Trump. I mean, we got the same cousins <laughs> for real. So, but at the same time, the ones that say it don't really matter. They live dark. I I don't totally disagree with them, man. I don't. There, there are two reasons why they say it. One they'll say is that I don't really have a candidate that I can believe in. I don't really see somebody that I can believe in. And I'm including that too. Like there, there are a lot of my cousins that I don't I ain't exactly like. I didn't I came up in, in the hoods but I, hood but I didn't come up in the streets. I went in the streets with them and I never clearly never morphed to it. I was talking to a friend of mine before and I always was kinda the, the cousin that was like, oh no, you don't you don't need to go here. You stay right there. We right. So um I think when we have candidates that, that either speak to or represent that more, I think you're gonna see folks say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I, I you know, I, I can see myself voting now. I can see myself right. in it." The other half is that um, the folks that don't think it matters that they've been voting, they've taken a chance before, they've seen their parents take a chance, and they vote for black faces or people that talk good, and it just doesn't seem like things have changed in the right. past forty years. Yeah. And 
but a lot of it is half and half. It's voting in a good elected official and, and a good group of elected officials creates the um, the laws that don't hinder the community work that needs right. to happen. Okay. But if there's no community work, it don't matter. It don't matter where you vote. It don't matter if you have all the if you have a black mayor, if you have all this, that helps out. Sure, right. But if we don't have a community work on the on the other side, where people starting business, people you know taking care of their kids, people um, you know taking care of the school system, people uh, mentoring other uh, other young men and women, then we gonna we gonna still have a lot of problems. So it's important. You say we have to be involved in in, uh, in in vote with voting. I think it's important to vote, but it's also important to do those other things in the community. Why can Republicans fall in line, but mm. Democrats need to fall in love with their candidates? Mm, that's a mm. great question, bro. Republicans are usually one issue voters. Okay. And abortion has been the issue of the last 30 years for Republicans. And they've, they've done a very good job of out-messaging yeah. um, Democrats on abortion. And but Democrats are usually um, wider thinkers mm -hmm. and Democrats want to really change society. And so so Democrats are going to hold you to a different standard because that too also tell people that the problem with Democrats is when we lose to a Republican, we try to a lot of that. I would say 80 percent of Democrat consultants and 80 percent Democrats say, oh, well, that's the way to win. We got to do what the Republicans did. But I think our voters react differently, and we have different a different set of eyes on us. Where okay. we have to use our strategy. And you're right. So, in the, the day, you Democrats have to fall in love with people because we're we're a little more serious about what the role of government is right. than Republicans. Republicans feel like uh, they they really win based on less government and the government's the, the enemy. And we have to win, and, and it's, we have to win based on like how government can help you, and we have to prove to people how government helps. So we're kind of at a at a negative most yep. times because of that. Okay. Okay, I but, but I'll add to this, man, just, been, just having a conversation. I've been thinking a lot of, lately about how do we change the conversation around that. Ooh, um, for me, abortion, guns, gay marriage, and uh, there's probably one other issue there. But really, those three have really ruled our politics for the past 30 or so years. Yep, right. Every election is really decided on those issues uh, from a state legislative race all the way to the presidency. All the money in politics nationally is really centered around abortion, guns, gay marriage. And I feel like there are at least 20 other issues right. that really connect to people. That And, and for me, as a, as a millennial, like, I, those issues really were decided when, when I, before I was born right. Right. and when I was a kid. Pick, pick now. Yes. And while they're still important now, mm -hmm. they shouldn't. We shouldn't be still. I shouldn't be talking about the same things Freeman Bossy was talking about. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Crime is becoming bigger now, mm -hmm. but solutions. To, we're still talking about some of the same solutions to crime that Freeman Bosley talked about 30 years ago. It's like, so when are we as a generation gonna move that forward? And that circles back to what you were talking about. How the, the reason why we're still talking about these things because look who's still in office—70-year-olds mm -hmm. who originally got elected in the state legislators or as an alderman or something. 20, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, mm -hmm. talking about these same issues. So hey, that's going. so. Full circle, I think that when we, us younger folks, start to get, start to, uh, we, we shouldn't wait till we get in office. We should start to push the narrative of new solutions, new ideas, a different narrative. Like, hey, this is what people actually care about. And I'm, I'm, I've been kind of researching what those issues are. Then a question I would go towards, because you hear this, I feel love. I'm knocking on 40. Like, <laughs> next week's my birthday. Yeah, he's old. Beow, 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 yeah, you're not a little. Oh, oh definitely old. No, I'm sorry. Hella gray hair in the beard. But I was just going to say. <laughs> With the fresh shade. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, I was okay. going to more so say. Oh, my bad. 
is this the most important election of our lifetime? I feel like every four years, it's, it's the always most the most important, important election. So, like, tell me, is this one, like, I don't have to worry about the 2024? Because this one was the one. That's a, man, that's a great question. They always are. Um, but this one kind of is. It, it, it really is. Um, let me stop. This one is for now. I think 2024 is going to be more important too. Here's why for now this one is more important than everything before. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the industry, some people say the game of politics has changed mm-hmm. so drastically mm-hmm. that um, this election will determine what the, the, the following election will be. Right. Um, and then kind of determine, there's a generational shift going on in politics. I talked yeah. about generation four. Mm-hmm. But it changed, Barack Obama changed politics altogether. Barack Obama changed politics in 2008 when a black man won the presidency mm-hmm. based on his, his- uh, Our president is black. Yes. Oh, yeah. so, so, you know, the culturalistic element from, but also his knowledge, his background, um, his charisma, you know, he really, nobody really, I didn't really believe Barack Obama was for real gonna win when he first nobody announced did. When he won Iowa, I mean, I was stumbling for him when he won Iowa, and I, I was like, hey, this guy's the right, real okay, deal. Okay. And I started stumbling for him at Alabama and m and I was like, some of my friends, black people at, at HBC was like, nah, this ain't gonna happen. And I remember laughing at them like, ah, look, look. And, it's about, and then everybody got on board right. like by the time he was like, it's Super Tuesday. But I'll say this. Donald Trump changed politics altogether in yep. 2016. Yes, he did. He so and not good for us. Now Republicans, if you had a, a Republican here, they'd say, "Hey, for them, Donald Trump's election meant more to change the politics for them." The same that Barack Obama meant more to change the politics for us. Mm-hmm. But now we're in the Trump era of politics. Right. No, whether we want to say it or not, Donald Trump is the is, I think it's the first president, really one of the founders that was president and hadn't held an elected office before. Yeah. This guy yeah. was president of the United States in 2000, 2020, and he had never held elected office before. Never was, be a, never was a congressman, <laughs> there was nothing. That's, no matter how you spin it, that's very impressive. That, that, and, his, and his path to victory is, and the other thing, his path to victory went through a lot through almost ignoring minority voters, yeah. black, Latinos, and everybody. Yeah. And less than ignoring, no, with Latinos, he didn't ignore them. He straight down them and won a national race. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Won so, the out and everything. So this election is going to determine whether we are going to remain in that era. Like if, if Donald Trump is a one-term president and that uh, and his policies and all the the race um, the races and white supremacy he had in in, in, um, in the White House are thrown out after four years, then yes, this is the most important election because it showed hey. You can't. You can win like that, but you can't run a country like that. Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump wins in 2020, then you can win and run a country with white supremacy. That is extremely important. And that's why I said I think a lot of people are trying to get past the policy. That's, that's what they see too. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, this is very. This is a, the most important election to determine for us in, in lifetime to determine if if we're still if we're all if we're back to the 1980s or are we back to the 1960s. Right and. But if uh, I think in 2024, when we ha- when when a figure like Donald Trump is forced to leave office, Mike Pence is not really Donald Trump. He's kind of he is a, in a sense Donald Trump. Uh, I think there are plenty other. You're going to see a lot of Republicans trying yeah. to repeat Donald Trump. I've always said Mike Pence is worse than Donald he Trump is. because yeah. he's a politician who knows how to run the game. So, I agree. Trump's, Trump's biggest issue has been, hey, I'm going to do this, and maybe I'll agree or not. And the Republican Party look at him like. Yeah, but 
No, Mike Pence knows how to go back. Hey, Mitch, let's let's I'll do it like this. No, you can't have a whole thing. You don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got it. You got it. You don't need that. I'm <laughs> life, everyone, because he loves it. Definitely don't smoke. So I think wrapping it up, Mike, really, what do you want us to take from this election? What do you want us to look forward to going into 2021 all the way to 2024? Um, what do I want? I really don't have that. I mean, honestly, um, I, I, I don't really know. I, to take from the election, um, it's one I think we got to win. It matters if we win or not. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm more give of a person. Both, give us both perspectives real quick. Yeah, I think what I, what I would like folks to take from this election is even if we win and we know we're not going to get everything we want from Joe Biden, is that we've got to we got to we've got to take care of our community first. I, and and I said, as a politician, it's something we strive very hard to pass laws and have been very successful in blocking bad laws. At the end of the day, what we do in our in our normal life is more important than what laws someone like me can pass. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is that um, I think that we got to we, we definitely can be more engaged, mm-hmm. but we've got to be engaged on a level that pushes the envelope and that. Um, and that uh, supports organ- the infrastructure that's already there. I, I mean, other than that, I just, it's, I'm not, I, I just don't see where this country is going to be much different. And as far as for black people on the ground, three years from now, for, for, I mean, let, let's, let's be real. Let's, let's say what we all say in, the, in, in open concepts that, you know, we had a black president for eight years and we didn't see much of a difference in black people. We were proud. Mm-hmm. We were extremely yeah, yeah. proud. It was a good time. We saw our people in the White House doing swag surfing and stuff. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, we, we could see ourselves represented, but I mean, how many of us like got it. huge raises and, you right. know, got huge loans and, you know, our student loans got, you know, repaid. And uh, I mean, it was just life is normal, really, for most, most of us. I mean, the path to, to victory for us as far as success was not any different under Barack Obama presidency as it was under the Donald Trump presidency. Um, so, I mean, I think that uh, at the end of the day, what we should take to an election is that, we, you know, we, I think we should be smarter as, as a community now, as, as just as blacks, as Democrats or Republicans, is that, you know, the government does not fully determine our future. And it really, it, we really got to take some self-resiliency and really work on our, work on our community first. And, but, I would say it's safe for Latinos. I think a lot of Latinos who are immigrants who are and, and, and Muslims who are come from Muslim countries, there's a difference. There's a clear difference on how, how their connection to other countries, how things are different for them. But as, as an African-American group on the south side of the city of St. Louis, um, I, 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 I think that David Robinson is more important than Joe Biden. Finally, someone said <laughs> I'm clear. I'm serious. Dre, like, what we're doing, you know, us, us working together is more important to me yeah. than, uh, than than the presidency because I think that's going to have more of an effect on our um, on our on our future. Let me add this too. Inside baseball is that um, presidential elections and national elections are mostly uh, based on swing states. Okay. And what I learned in my master's degree program is that what you see if you look at the federal budget or just how federal elected officials act, that especially folks that are powerful when running for president, they give more. Um, favors and get put more interest in those swing states, Iowa, because they're first in a Democratic mm-hmm. primary. Um, uh, you know, Ohio, Florida, these states. When they ask for something, they usually get it. Right. A so state like Missouri, a state like Missouri, we on our own, man. We on our own for this governor election. Good luck. We on our own for our mayor's election. 
We on our own for uh, our um, our circuit attorney's election. We on our own. We on, so we really when when it comes to you know Joe Biden even putting yard signs in Missouri right now. What makes you think he's gonna put you know um, large buildings or something? You know what makes right. you think he's gonna invest? Millions of dollars into the hood, and, and, and he can't even put a yard sign. He, we didn't even get a free yard sign. He's gonna give us a free a free housing authority uh, project. Nah. So I think at the end of the day, um, we we should we should say, hey, we need to vote. We need to make sure we don't have somebody working against us, but we need to be working for us. Mike, I couldn't have said it better myself. Depends on my name's not Mike Butler, but I really do want to thank you so much for coming on our inaugural episode. Um, I think it's been insightful, funny. But it really makes us think, especially like, what should I be focusing on? Is it a national election? Is it a local election? Or what am I doing in my neighborhood mm -hmm. every single day? So thank you for coming out, um, blessing us. Um, right here, they're going to insert a bottle of Moet that we're handing you. Hey! And just take that <laughs> bottle. There you yes. go, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, congratulations to us on this episode. Yeah. And our first episode, definitely thank you again for coming out, you know, blessing us. Uh, with the knowledge and everything else and for all those who are listening those who are viewing make sure when you in st louis you come to open concept yo only place in the nation where you can just pay for your drinks by the hour yeah um, yeah the only place and when i say it's a good yeah. time it's definitely a good time good, good music um it's always something to do um, and we definitely want y'all to come out. Um, but we definitely need all those and everybody to sit down and follow us on the that perspective podcast. And also subscribe to our channels, uh, the perspective podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, and again, Mike, thank you for coming out. Love. Can't wait to have you back. Uh, we got a lot more things to talk about other than politics. A lot more cursing in next time, too. Oh, absolutely. We didn't curse yeah, enough, but I mean, everybody mad at Donald Trump. Yeah. Because the next episode is actually going to be a good one. We're talking about Greek life. Yes. And we're not talking about the ancient Roman Greco. <laughs> we're talking about black Greeks. Really, the only Greeks that matter, which is Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity oh, Incorporated. Absolutely. But oh, you know, first. there are some other ones out oh, here. Yeah. And there are sororities out there as well. So we got our fraternities, our sororities. But we really want to talk to you guys about Black Greek life in an older level. Look, y'all can step stroll and stomp the yard all day, but what do you do after you graduate? Absolutely. And Even though the stepping and the strolling is still involved, it is. a lot of people think it's not, but it's definitely it still involved. It definitely involved. is. You just and need still to kick have Epsom salt on stand by when you do that. And ice. <laughs> there you go. Again, thank you guys for coming out. This has been the Perspective Podcast.